Minus 15. Respect all, fear none. Into the upper deck. Intensity is not a perfume. Oh, mercy! Five, four, three, two, one. One and oh, two and oh, three and oh, four and oh, not quite five and oh. The Nationals did have an historic start to the season, winning their first four games. They did just drop the last two in Atlanta, but finished their first road trip of the season four and two before coming home to face the, the Mets. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Mass and All Access podcast. I am Bobby Blanco. With me is Paul Mancano. We are your hosts of the Mass and All Access Facebook show. And Paul is also some on air talent. Producers, would, yeah, I think you said hosts. There, oh, I said hosts. You did. Oh, producers. Host of this I'm we're hosting the podcast. Oh boy. Well, I think, I, 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 think I was over. thinking of you as the host on the show well, on the you, Facebook yeah. Live show. You can yeah, catch yeah. Paul all season long on Mass and All Access with Sarah Perlman and follow him at Paul Mancano on Twitter. I'm at Bobby underscore Blanco. Mm-hmm. Thanks for tuning in. Um, it's Thursday morning, Paul. We are recording Wednesday night, but we're getting you ready for opening day at Nationals Park as Steven Strasburg will take the mound against the Mets' Jacob deGrom and what is sure to be a phenomenal matchup. But first, let's wrap up this opening road trip. Um, as, like I said, the Nationals finished 4-2 and two against the Reds mm-hmm. and Braves. Um Paul, they looked for a time there. They went 36 straight innings with the lead. It looked for a time that they would never lose. 162 uh, yeah. and 0 could have been the first time. No, I was I was all aboard that train. The, the I thought the Nats may never lose again. I mean, see the way that they were rolling through games. Harper was hitting. Their pitchers were dominant. Just about everybody in the lineup. Adam Eaton looked like MVP. Eaton. I mean, these. It looked like they were, could go undefeated. Uh, now that they've lost back-to-back games, um, they may never win again. Um, I don't think this <laughs> You're team... really teetering right here in your thought process. Uh, look, I try to base as much of my expectations on uh, the smaller the sample size, the better. Definitely you're hitting both sides of the spectrum. Yeah, yeah, so I predict this team probably fourth, maybe fifth in the NL East by uh, when all is said and done. Okay. Um, based on how they played the last two games. You heard it here first, folks. Scherzer's a bust. A bust, uh, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, but no, seriously, to show how unconcerned I am over this uh, two-game little losing streak, I've, I'm going to be eating chicken throughout this podcast. Paul is eating his shake and bake chicken. I am. It's as really we record, good. his uh, really good. Busy with a noon. It's tough with a noon noon game. Noon o'clock. I'm sure that's a thing. Noon game. Uh, it's hard to, uh, for us to find time to eat because you know we come in having breakfast and then it's like we there's a, we're always gotta, working. Got to get ready for the game. Always on the and clock. the game starts. Now you're paying attention. Harder to find time to have lunch. I'm glad you're enjoying your laid-back chicken Thank while you. not worrying about the Nationals. What I really hope is this sufficiently stinks up Olivia Withright's office <laughs> that we're using right now. Yeah. She's going to come in and just thought an animal is died that, under her desk. Is that chicken yeah. that I smell here? <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah. Shake and bake. I can give you the recipe. But you touched on a lot of great points, Paul, because the, the rotation, let's start there, because yeah. they looked absolutely phenomenal, especially... Well, maybe only the first four guys in Strasburg, Scherzer on opening day. Mm-hmm. Then you go to Gio and Tanner. Um, they, those guys each went at least six innings, gave up a combined three earned runs. I mean, sure. over four games, that is just absurd. That's what we expected out of this rotation this season. That's what we've come to expect. It was good to see Gio 
return to form that he was, continue, I should say, his form from last year, and Roark return to form that we, we come to know and expect from him back from 2016. He had a sluggish year last year, but he looked sharp. He actually went the deepest, I think. He finished complete, seven complete innings mm-hmm. um, on, that. I believe that was Monday, Monday night. Um, so, and then you also mentioned uh, Adam Eaton. Adam Eaton was named National League Player of the Week of after his just torrid weekend in, in Cincinnati. I mean, the, see, every time he looked up, it seemed like the guy was on base and scoring runs, which is exactly what Davey Martinez wants him doing on top of the lineup. Yeah. Um, like you said, Bryce Harper hit, hitting, also walking. No, no matter how he does it, he's getting on base. He's producing for this team. Two-hole, three-hole. He's getting it done. Um, and this, this lineup is just a formidable formidable lineup and it looks it looks like this team it could be a force to reckon with and and, and a team that is gonna yeah. walk away maybe with and at least the only opposition i can see is the mets the incoming mets yeah um a lot lot to unpack there i think that the um the starting rotation definitely absolutely dominant i mean opening day went literally as 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 they drew it up i mean it went scherzer thrown six innings and then it went seven eight nine with the law firm uh, in Madsen, Doolittle, and um, Kinsler. Kinsler, not in that order, but uh, yeah, I mean, it, it was it was absolutely perfect, uh, and the first four games looked like a perfect recipe. I mean, if Geo, hopefully this is who Geo is. I mean, at, at this point in his career, you think you know a guy. The way he has pitched, the way he pitched last season, and the way he pitched in that first start shows you he he may have entered a new, taken a step up in his career. I mean, if this is the guy that the Nationals are going to get, they're going to worry definitely about extending him because he's starting to look like a top-notch pitcher uh, late in his career. took him a while to kind of get there, but he's now looking like one of the better pitchers, uh, certainly in the National League. Sunday against the Reds, Gio went six innings, only giving up one earned run on five hits, one walk, and striking out seven. I mean, that is a – that is – if you if Gio can give that every outing or at least most of the outings, maybe thirty times a season, I think David Martinez would take that every day, every time, oh, and twice on Sundays because that is the recipe. Like you said, get through six, then hand it off to Kinsler, Matson, Doolittle, and I mean this team's going to score runs. They struggled the last two nights to score mm-hmm. runs, but I, I think we've seen what this offense can do when fully out there and fully prepared. Yeah. Um. So yeah, right. You're, I think you're absolutely right, Gio. He's whatever he's whatever he did last year to tweak his approach to the game or how he prepares or his delivery. Mm-hmm. I also think Matt Wieters has been a big help behind the plate for Definitely, him. Definitely, yeah. Um, and guiding him and, and calling great games for him. Whatever he did, it's working. And he, I think you're right. He, he, he doesn't have to be the blow-away picture like we saw when he first came to the Nationals in yeah. 2012. He can be the guy who, you know, just goes about his, about his business, know who he is. He's a ground ball guy. He's a guy who's going to hold runners. Mm-hmm. We used to be a guy who would once a guy's got on base, he was scared they were definitely going to score. Now they get on base and they almost never get past second. So that's great to see. And it, it, I think you're right. Gio has been um, a, a, a godsend in terms of what he's been able to re, re uh, revolutionize his career. And right now, he's a perfect third starter. I mean, perfect third starter. Most teams on most teams, I think he would be the number two guy, um, given how he's performed the last couple of years. But he's a perfect third starter. He gives you six solid innings, gives up a run or two, uh, maybe three. Left-handed, lefty. Uh, and is is just solid for you. That's exactly what you need from Gio Gonzalez. Um, and Tanner Roark on the fourth day, also solid. I mean, those first four guys, and there's even less concern with the fifth spot because at this point it looks like A.J. Cole has... Um, you know, been handed a gift and he has dropped it and broken it. And then one out, and let's let's not be too hasty <laughs> to judge. 
Uh, he did. He's hit a not going to have a long rope. He though, did Bobby. hit a home run. He did he hit a home run last he night. He helped his own cause, yep. and then he hurt his, own, then cause he hurt his own cause by cause. resurrendering the lead. I think but he gave up ten runs last night. Yeah, on yeah. ten hits. I believe he did. So I, I mean, it's it's he's just not going to have that long of a rope. And if if we did not have Jeremy Hellickson waiting to take his spot in the minors, um, you know, there would certainly be more concern because the job was his. But it's not. It's his until he loses it, and he already has shown that he's not exactly... He, look, he can be a, a solid long bullpen guy, potentially. Um, and that's that's just about all they need from him. Uh, because if you have Jeremy Hellickson coming up and filling that fifth spot and performing at an adequate level, uh, given the numbers that he's put up in his career, it's fine. You know, A.J. Cole is, is going to be short-lived in that fifth spot in all likelihood, but that's okay. Hellickson pitched... David Martinez telling reporters down in Atlanta before the game today, Hellickson actually did pitch on Monday, um, won six innings, 92 pitches. His next schedule start is Saturday down in Florida, um, and there, he's on schedule to be game ready in the next week or two, says uh, MassInSports.com's Byron Kerr on his blog from this morning. Good to hear. So it. that's good to hear. So that make that means AJ Cole has one, maybe two more starts to prove his worth mm-hmm. as a starter, as the fifth starter. Otherwise, I think you're right, Hellickson's going to come up and kind of take that spot, and you'll see A.J. move to the bullpen. Um, we also have to consider, like, when the Nationals get um, Daniel Murphy back, that ba- that bench is going to expand. I don't think Dan- uh, Mar- Davey Martinez is going to carry a nine-man bullpen, so who's going to get optioned down if they're going to keep? Because they can't option A.J. Cole, mm-hmm. um, and you can't option N.A. Romero, and I believe, I think Sammy Solis might be the only guy with an option left. So and Sammy's been throwing heat. He's been throwing great. He's been in, in yeah. He's outings. been pitching great. So it's gonna be interesting to see what happens once, if and when, AJ Cole can hold down the fifth starter spot, and if Hellickson comes up and proves that he can, and if the Nationals want to hold on to AJ Cole as a bullpen piece, that's it, something to keep an eye on in the next couple weeks. It definitely is. But ultimately, the good thing is, I mean, these are good problems to have. Is you're you have too many good pitchers. I mean, that's. <laughs> That, that to me, that's what the problem will boil down to. Ultimately, it'll, it'll certainly be an interesting storyline, um, and it'll give you a, kind of a sneak peek into how Davy Martinez wants to use the rotation and use the bullpen. If he wants to keep somebody, if he wants to keep a, a heavy bullpen and try to lift the burden off his starters um, to try to give them uh, fewer innings by the time they hit October, um, because again, this is just a march towards October. That's that, given how they've performed in the first six games, they're already jumping out to exactly what we we thought they were going to, which is just it's going to be just a trot, hopefully through the season, maybe a little bit more of a brisk jog than it was last year. But it's all about October. It's April full fifth, and we're already talking about um, October. But that's that's uh, ultimately where they're going to end up. I think. I say I think the only uh, team that could possibly give them a run, and I've said this from the beginning, mm-hmm. is these New York Mets who are coming in for the Nats home opener on Thursday um, at Nats Park. By the way, if you're coming in at opening day, I guess if you're listening this morning, stop by the Masson booth, free giveaways. Mm-hmm. We've got plenty of koozies, stickers, T-shirts. I think we're giving away Bob Carpenter. See you later t-shirts they look fantastic they came in the other day so make sure you swing by the Masson booth at nationals park to pick up some free swag um but yeah the, the mets i mean i think the mets biggest enemy i think top to bottom healthy the nationals still have a better roster than the mets yeah but the mets are still a good team i think they're a, a playoff team a wild card team 
If, if <laughs> and this is a major if, if they are healthy, if they can remain healthy. And we the past couple of years they just haven't been able to do it since 2015 when they made the World Series and they knocked the Nationals off um, in the East. Uh, they just can't seem to put together a full roster, a full season of guys. And guys like Cespedes goes down, the pitching staff. Uh, um, I think Steven Matz went, underwent two surgeries last yeah. year. Matt Harvey seems like he's a shell of himself yep. from years past. So uh, it'll be interesting. I think this will be the, also, I think, the Nationals' first real test. I mean, you talk about how great they start off the season. Let's be honest, it's the Red and, Reds and the Braves, not the toughest competition there is out there. Uh-huh. I think the Mets will be a, a, a good test. You're, you are missing Syndergaard this go-around, um, but uh, DeGrom, Matz went healthy, Harvey went healthy, is nothing to be trifling with. So, uh, yeah, it should be interesting this weekend. Uh, what, what are your thoughts on how the Nationals and the Mets stack up? Yeah, I mean, certainly the, the, the rotation, as per usual with the Mets, is going to be if healthy. Yeah, let's just assume, just assume if healthy. Let's just get that out of the way so that we don't have to have that asterisk every single time. You got it. Okay. Um, yeah, the rotation is definitely the strong point of this team. Um, you know, they they yeah, you said they missed Syndergaard this weekend. Yeah, the Syndergaard uh, is pitching on Wednesday against the Phillies. Gotcha. Right. So they they miss him this time, but they're going to face him later on in the season. Um, you know, these teams are going to meet 19 times, so they're going to have to. Uh, take on just about everybody in this rotation. And Matt Harvey, you mentioned he's looked like a shell of himself. His velocity has certainly dropped. But guys in their careers, smart pitchers, and I think Harvey is a smart pitcher, have found ways to work around it. I mean, you just at some point, every pitcher has to do that. Your velocity is going to drop and you're going to get less break on your pitches, but you're going to have to figure out how to change that up and, you know, make uh, turn these your weaknesses into an advantage. So I think pretty much top to bottom their rotation is strong still not totally convinced on their offense I, I don't think that I mean Cespedes certainly going down last year hurt them and they lost several pieces but I'm still not convinced they have one of the better uh, offenses in the National League and certainly not nearly as good as the Nationals assuming they have uh, Daniel Murphy in there by the way the Nationals I mean you touched on it earlier Bobby but the the offense struggled against in the final two games against the Braves but if, it looks like Bryce Harper is combining the best things of the past two seasons. Last year, he hit for power. He looked like he was going to break his home run record before he got hurt. Would have been MVP if he didn't get hurt. Would have been MVP, hit for average. And the year before, the one that where he really kind of struggled was uh, when he was just he was getting on base. He was just walking an absurd amount. Now he's, like, getting the best of both worlds. <laughs> he went through a, a series this weekend, Paul. I think it was between Sunday and Monday from the finale in Cincinnati to the opener in Atlanta where his last somewhat eight, I think it was, got up to eight plate appearances mm-hmm. were either a walk or a home run. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, just incredible what this guy can do with the plate in terms of his patience and his power. So you're, you're eating your chickens right now, so I'll keep talking. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you brought up the point and then just took a bite. I did. That's um, uh, probably not well thought out. By yeah, me. but uh, but I think you're I think you're right, Bryce Harper. This offense that for the Nationals, I think I, I would take any day of the week over the Mets. Um, Cespedes, you mentioned Cespedes. He has homer twice already. I'm not sure what he's doing in Wednesday's game against the Phillies. That's going on as we record this. But he does. He has homer twice already. He's batting 333. Mm-hmm. Uh, but game that's, on Facebook, by the way. That is a is that game on Facebook? That game really? is on Facebook. Oh, we gotta talk. To we can stream this right now. Facebook creator Mark Zuckerman and see how we can get some 
Facebook Live uh, yeah. podcast. Although I don't know, he's probably uh, he's got to sit in front of Congress at some point. Oh, that's true. And then so, also uh, cover opening day. See, part. I, I don't he's know just, how he's going to do it. All, all over the place. He really it, it helps that he's already in DC. It yeah, really does. that's true. I mean, it's just a quick metro stop. Yeah, right um, over to North Capitol. Exactly. North Capitol I, I might shoot some tweets at him just uh, yeah. let him know how I'm feeling. But Jay Bruce hasn't doing much. I'm looking at the the roster right now and the stats. Jay Bruce is only hitting 176. Obviously, limited action too. Only right. five games into the season. But Astruwal Cabrera, former National, hasn't I, really done yeah. much. See, Pat Frazier hasn't done much in his first season with the the uh, um, since going over from the Bronx to Queens. Um, this offseason. I'm not convinced. See, I, to me, that the names don't convince me that that offense is tough. Like, Jay Bruce is a solid option. He had a great year last year. To me, he should not be one of the top hitters in your lineup. He should be one of the guys. Like, that. to me, that the Nationals have such a stacked lineup when Murphy is healthy, even without Murphy, that one through six can get on base and can hit a homer. Yeah. I mean, they have power, they have speed in Trey Turner and, and um, Adam Eaton. They have, to me, unquestionably the best uh, offense, I think, in the, the National League. Jay Bruce is only 3 for 17 with one extra base hit to start the season. Again, not having seen Small what, samples he's, what he's done today. Small sample. Small sample size, but is it? Small sample size. Um, let's go into the pitching. Uh, Max Scherzer went today. Uh, against the the uh, the Braves in the finale, and you think it's Mad Max Day, everyone's like, "Yes, that's a win, that's a W." Scratch it up. Uh, there's no way they touch Max, and he kind of labored through the day, Paul. Yeah. Um, I think he got up to let's see, he he went five innings, gave up two runs, uh, two earned runs, excuse two me, five runs, runs, two earned runs, six hits, uh, struck out seven, but a long ball. Wilmer Defoe error in the first inning was. Proved costly because that led to three runs in the first inning for right. the Braves. Yeah, um, and had he just fielded the ball and gotten the out, that would that would have been the third out of the inning, and Scherzer would have got out unscathed. So that that's costly. But uh, you know, Davy Martinez said in his postgame presser, you know, it was good to see Max fight and you know you know work the counts and and you know talk about Max Scherzer's competitiveness. And how much he goes out and just gives you his all every time right. out, no matter if he's throwing a no hitter or if he's getting shelled. You know, he's always going to give you his best effort forward. And I think that's what we saw today. Yeah, I mean, FP Santangelo said it during the broadcast. He said, I don't know if I totally agree with him, but he said, uh, you know, the the outings where Max really has to battle, um, maybe when he's already given up a few runs in the early goings, when he has to settle down, when he's not working with the lead, these rare outings are. Just as much fun as when he's throwing twenty Ks and blowing everybody away. I wouldn't say just as much fun. Yeah, a um, little bit of a stretch. Yeah, it's kind of a nice. It's almost like a nice change of pace because he's always, almost always on the top of his game. It humanizes so him. Yeah, and because he's almost always pitching with the lead because the offense is behind him. So you know, it's it's kind of like a nice luxury as a Nats fan to say, oh, like isn't that cool? He's you know actually getting out of jams and stuff. I think today, he, what he has done throughout his career, he's been absolutely terrific at making up for any errors behind him, any 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 faults in the defense. He makes up for it. Today, he just didn't. He gave up a long ball after uh, you know the, the Defoe error. Um, that's okay. It's uh, he he's human. 
He did drive in the Nationals' only run today. Max Scherzer yeah, recorded the only RBI for the Nats in their 7-1 loss to the Braves. He got up to 110 pitches, and I think Davey Martinez also hinted at this during his postgame presser, that it was good to see him get up that high, get the pitch count high, and still you know, look like Max, not really wear out too easily, and still give you the stuff that you're used to seeing from yeah. Max Scherzer late in the game, even when you're trailing. I blame Dan Colco, frankly. He did an <laughs> interview with Dan Colco. When in doubt, blame Dan Colco. Oh, oh, always. Not even when not in doubt, just blame Dan Colco. Um, <laughs> he did an interview with him, and, and I think he kind of rattled Scherzer. I think it's difficult to do, but Colco got in his head. Mm-hmm. I think, um, you know, you saw Max kind of, you know, brushing off some questions, uh, a little uneasy in his seat. I mean, that's not the what exactly you want to do from the, the team's own uh, you know, on-field reporter, but uh, I guess good journalism from Dan Colco, uh, unsettled Max Scherzer. Yeah, well, it was funny because they were they were talking about how Max prepares yeah. for a game, right? Yeah, and Max wouldn't go too far into detail about uh-huh. how he goes about it because he didn't want to give anything away. Um, and especially in terms, I think he specifically pointed out Freddie Freeman and how he attacks him. Um, but that was an interesting piece. You can check that out on MassInSports.com and the Mass Nationals YouTube channel. Uh, for that interview, it was an interesting piece, but uh, fair warn, Max doesn't give too much away because you know he still wants to go out and win. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he's a yeah, he still wants to go out and play. Uh, but yeah, so not an uncharacteristic start for Max Scherzer, but also in the same way, very characteristic because of the way he battled and and, and um, the competitiveness he's shown. All right, Paul. So opening day, um, the Nationals are set to face the Mets for three times. Also, you can catch all the pregame festivities if you're not mm-hmm. able to get to the ballpark on Mass and starting at noon. It's a 105 first pitch. But we have a full hour of pregame coverage on Masson coming to you Friday, uh, Thursday afternoon. Love it. Um, hey, hopefully we don't get snowed out or rained out like yeah. we did in Cincinnati or like the Yankees did earlier earlier this week. Yeah, what's the weather looking like? It's supposed to be chilly. Okay. But I think we're gonna say dry. I think we're gonna be we're gonna be good. Good to hear it. But it's gonna be chilly and, and dry. Ooh, ooh. But that Friday off day is. I'm still... seeing yeah. I'm seeing some snowflakes on Are that. you serious? That not, for, not for Thursday or Friday. Oh, okay. We're good there. Oh, okay. Saturday, Saturday we got a snowflake. That's not good. 45 degrees. You'll Saturday. be down at Nats Park Saturday, too, aren't I you? I will. Shooting Going as a, as a fan. Oh, you are? Well, we'll be shooting a little pregame video. Uh-huh. Uh, and then I'm going to probably enjoy that game as a fan. Nice. So sitting out in the freezing cold. Get into a game before I do. Can't wait. April baseball. Early April baseball. Yeah, gotta love it. Gotta love it. Um, all right. Well, Paul, this has been a great time. <laughs> As a, always. I still haven't even finished my chicken, Bob. You're a slow eater. I am. It's yeah. Let it be known, if you're listening to this podcast, Paul Mancano, great host, slow eater. Thank you. Um, that's what I want on my tombstone, yep. frankly. Great host, great producer. Just better slow than slow eater. producer, yeah. great eater. Better than that. <laughs> Uh, Paul Mancano, Mass and All Access, at Paul Mancano on Twitter. I'm at Bobby underscore Blanco. Thanks for listening, everybody, and we'll enjoy the game, enjoy the weekend, and we'll catch you next week. See you later, guys.